welcome back to the Truck and Driver podcast. I'm Dougie Rankin and I'm joined today by Matt Ireland. The last time I spoke to you, Matt, I was sat in the cab of the Iveco S-Way in a truck stop in Chippenham and you were out driving a manual V8 Scania, I do believe. Now, Correct, I was. Time's flown since then. That was the start of November, and somehow it's now the middle of December. Don't That's ask. quite scary. <laughs> yeah, it, it's one of the few things that keeps me going during these dark times is how quickly time passes as you get older. Yeah, and you think uh, the shortest day of the year is just around the corner, so it'll soon be getting lighter again, thank God. Is it? When is it? Is it 21st? Is it? It's soon. It's what, Monday? December, yeah. Oh, yeah, Monday the 21st. Oh, thank goodness for that. Yeah, I've only just started noticing because I've, I've been back working in the office. They, let, they decided they weren't going to let me be in the office for a, for a while because they got scared of coronavirus down the road, but they decided it against it because there's only two of us in the office. And I just started to <laughs> notice now as I drag myself out of bed in the morning, it's still dark, which is a real luxury. Mm of doing office work compared to when you're in a truck and you're getting up. I think I was getting up at half three in the morning in the, in the S-way. But anyway, how's things, we, how's things been with and you? It's dark for about four hours. <laughs> yep, uh, finished finished my year uh, Friday. So last drive has been in the Scania. Uh, I have to say, for someone who's not really a Scania man, uh, it, was, it, was, it was rather enjoyable. In my opinion, that cab is still not quite as good as a DAF, certainly sort of storage-wise. But for a, for a week tramping, you know, in and out, it's, it's really more than enough, I would say, that top line. I mean, it had a had a coffee machine, which I never used, and a microwave, which I never use. So, you know, you know if, if it's a regular that? motor as such, then it was a re- it's on a private plate, but it should be a 54, I think it was. Well, 64? 64, sorry. Oh, six, 64 yeah. plate. Uh, so it's the, kind of the later version of the R-series cab. Yes, yeah. I think, um, is it a Streamline? Or the yeah, new, yeah, yeah. New streamline, streamline. Yeah. What was it, an R580? 520? Yeah, five, 580. Yeah, 580 tag, 12-speed manual. Oh, that's a truck a so, lot of people would bite their hand off for. Yeah, well, the chap I was working for had to get it from Herefordshire, I think it was, when he bought it secondhand. Because he he deliberately looks for a tag axle manual. That's what exactly what he wanted. So uh, yeah, it had been on a had been on a tipper originally. So it had a had a good bit of work done initially, but it it pulled well. It was quiet. It was yeah, it was good fun to drive, and it was it was nice having a manual. It really was. Uh, still, still. <laughs> well, it is. I mean, I've got in the next issue mm. we've got RS Car Michael uh, Robbie from Ballet Clear, and he's got a fleet of minted Scania's. And up until mm-hmm. his latest one, which is an S seven thirty, decided to go for. He had R six twenties, which is the biggest thing you could get with a manual box. And he says his S seven thirty is amazing. It's like driving a car. It's wonderful. It's like an Audi inside, but he'd still rather have a manual gearbox just for the enjoyment and control. And I'm still inclined to agree. Had I mm-hmm. had I driven the low deck fly by night style lorry when I'd spoken to you. I think I already had. Mm, I think you just about had, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, that, the silver that was, one. Yeah, that's in the next dish. I really enjoyed that as well. And DAF, of course, are the only company who will sell you a full-sized cab truck with a manual gearbox in it. Um, Scania will mm-hmm. sell you the R-cab, but whether or not you consider the current version of the R-cab a full-sized cab is open to debate these days because it is a little bit smaller. I know you mentioned the coffee maker and the microwave. You never use those. No, I mean I don't use a microwave at home. 
and I've, I've just used my own kettle to make my instant coffee because I'm not particularly posh. So, uh, you know, it'd be quite handy. I've driven Volvos with the with the coffee maker that's you know by the by the bunk, yeah, oh. and I just find it useful for boiling water rather than using my own gas. So, it's just yeah, I, know I don't bother with filter coffee. But yeah, that's why I like. I, I'm the sure Volvo. other people do. Yeah. Well, the good. Well, the thing about the scan the Scania coffee yeah. maker now, if it's a next gen, it seems to be positioned in the middle of the dash. It like sits on that flat bit right. in the middle. On the old one, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, it's a way up on the left-hand locker so you can't reach it. Yeah, yeah, at the top corner. Yeah, that's no bloody good. It's becoming, I tell you what, if you look at fl- so fleet you- trucks lately, you look at the orders that are going in for things and everything's getting microwaves now. Um, that's like, a few a few, really? year, a few years back, It was everybody started to get fridges and now microwaves are coming into mm-hmm. them as well, which is a, a useful thing. You're saying you... You don't use them. Well, I've just eaten a microwave chicken biryani for dinner, mainly to get on and do this podcast. Yeah. I was in a hurry, but I suppose <laughs> I suppose it's more important these days with the lack of facilities available to drivers mm. that they do have these things available. Yeah, microwave meals have come on a long way, but it's not really a substitute for having something, getting out the cab and sitting down proper. and having a proper meal made by somebody or cooked by yourself. It's mm. a bit of a, you know. The second option, really. Yeah, I mean, Cuda, Cuda UK did offer me one to trial for them for a review, but I just turned it down because at the time, especially being away with Trans Am, sort of locker space was a, a bit of a premium with being away for you know a few months at a time. And also, again, the, the fact that I just didn't use it. So it would have just taken up a whole locker yeah. uh, for, for something that I'm barely ever going to use, especially on, on that job where you get fed a lot of the time. So... I really, you know, I, I can understand. Pete, I know a lot of people have like their Sunday dinners, and they'll get an extra batch made so they can take up the road and reheat it on a Monday so there, they've got something to eat. There is something to but be said just, for that, you know, like ba- being organised and batch cooking all your meals so you can take them at the fridge or the freezer and then cook mm. them. You know, that's a that's not a bad idea. In fact, it was Kuda that supplied me my microwave oven that I fitted in my Foden. Now, of course, of course, there's two ways you can do it with a microwave. You can fit an inverter, a big inverter in the truck. And then you can just use a 50-quid Argos microwave. Or you can get mm-hmm. the customised one, which costs a few hundred quid, which yeah. is good if you're keeping the truck for a long time or whatever. That's the one, because we did the article in Truck and Driver where we fitted the microwave in the truck and I cooked um, some Rustler's burgers and muffins in it and that was, that's all I ever used it for. And I, I, need, to reiter- yeah. I need to reiterate, not that, I'll, not that the... A huge amount of people listening to the podcast compared to the amount of people that are on our, our Facebook page. But I have the Foden is no longer mine. I have passed it on. Really? Yeah, Stephen Foley. No. Stephen Foley, owner driver, has it. He's not actually paid me for it yet. Right. Um, but it, it did take me a long time for <laughs> me to bother to send his bank details to him. I was like, go on, you know. And I and I still had a spare set of keys for it as well. So if it turned out that I just got too emotional. Mm-hmm. I could have just repossessed it one night, but no, <laughs> I've got it's, it's gone. It's gone, and it's busy. He's out working it, and people keep seeing it on the road. And I get about five or six messages a day saying, "Have I just seen you pulling out of such and such services, or you've just come past me in the Foden?" And I'm like, "No, no, it's not me. It's Stephen. You know, he must be getting quite a bit of a." attention but he did want to he did really want the lorry he got all misty eyed and kind of soppy looking at it because I let him borrow it for a while and of course they're really hard they're, fresh food and alphas are really hard to get now I mentioned it in the podcast yeah. last week when I was speaking to Chris 
I had a good run in it up north, uh, delivering a trailer with a Land Rover on it. And there's something about the noise, the, the engine, the gearbox. It just It's not hard to drive, but there's more effort of driving to it, which is attractive. Um, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a line that you could draw with trucks to say, you know, I, I would use that sort of every day. And I would go back as far as sort of like the 90s. You get guys online... They put up a picture of a Volvo F88 and they're like, oh, I would drive that every day. And I'm like, I bet you wouldn't. Some, no, you some, wouldn't. Something Not a chance. From, some, you drive for an hour yeah. and love it. <laughs> something from the 90s. I mean, a, Vol- <laughs> a, Volvo, a Volvo FH version 1, I could hack that. An ERFEC with a decent bit of grunt in it, I could handle that. Definitely a Foden Alpha. Mm-hmm. What's your draw- where would you draw the line? Or as to how old would you go well, fun- if you're out all week? Well, it's funny you should say that because a very good friend of mine, Alid, this week, his DAF is playing up. So he's ah, yeah, had to Alid, take the version one. So he's got to take the version one for the week across to Ireland and back three times. And so when he when he messaged me at the weekend to tell me, I said, oh, are you going to get your rose-tinted glasses on and are you going to be one of these on Facebook proclaiming that, you know, it's far better than the DAF and you're never going to go back? And he just sort of laughed and said, no. My DAF is far better. It's got a fridge, this, that, and the other. You know, as great as this Volvo is and lovely as to look to look at, it's still not a modern truck anymore, is it? So, how, having said that, I have always said, if I was given a fully working F sixteen Globetrotter to use, yeah, you know, week in week out, I I would swap anything for that. Just yeah. driving H seven Roth is just fantastic it's not again it's not got fridge and things like that but i could soon put one what on the exact model of, what, and, what exact model of truck is that it's the that's the 470 f16 the original four by two big the original yeah, big boy original, yeah yeah because yeah, you've got a video yeah, of that on youtube yeah. haven't you if you're driving that i have yeah, your channel, yeah, yeah. and it just the, the smile that brings to my face just driving that about is just second to none and it's I mean, four seventy is still more powerful than, than yeah. That's any it. As long as you're Trans Am DAF. As long as, as long as you're not paying for the diesel, or the diesel doesn't matter, then it could do yes. the job. I think mm-hmm. um, well, a lot of older trucks it would be tremendous fun, like you say, like Alan's truck, just to have it for a week and just go out in it, and you know, just yeah. enjoy yeah. having a bit of it. It would probably get a bit tiresome after. A, a long time, but you can cheat. I mean, you can. My Foden's got a microwave in it now. It's already got aircon. Well, I'm speaking at it as it's still mine. Yeah, technically it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's got a microwave. You can fit a fridge in it. You could fit um, an aircon pod on the roof. You can cheat to modify things a bit. But when it comes mm-hmm. down to when it comes down to like modern trucks, the, the big difference is, of course, fuel economy. Because the fuel economy trucks are getting these days is insane compared to even 10 years ago and Chris is has mm-hmm. obviously been procrastinating for a long time about getting rid of his Foden which I don't honestly believe that he's going to do until the government tells him that he can't do it anymore but you look at some of the fuel yeah, economy so there's no diesel left in the pumps yeah, to, there's no the, the fuel economy figures that modern trucks are getting if you're running an older one you could just about pay for the truck itself on a, on a contract just by the savings mm-hmm. on fuel. That's how good the latest generation of stuff can be, which is the real the real marvel marvel in them. But they'll just mm-hmm. as progress goes on, they just get more and more quiet and refined and you know they're so bland. 
Yeah, they're evocative, isn't it? It's evocative to hear an exhaust stack make a noise and watch a bit of smoke yeah. come out of it. Yes. It, 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 it's, it actually drives it, you know, change yeah. the gears, oh. pull that steering wheel round, yeah. But again, that fuel consumption thing, that's what you know persuaded someone like Rob Billman. He was running the Scania. You cut him in half, he's, you know, he bleeds Scania. But when it came to replacing his truck, it was a case of if he doesn't go for the Mercedes and get three miles to the gallon more out of the truck, he's going to go out of business. And so that's what, what persuaded him. Yeah, you know? big, and big a lot of them have now caught up yeah. with Mercedes, haven't they? Because they were, they were, they'd led the field for a long time, didn't they? With the, the, the new, I still call it the new shape, Merc, but I mean, it's what, yeah. near on 10 years old now, the 20, MP4? Yeah, 2012, I remember. I was fortunate. We got one of the MP4s in 2012 and it was brand new. And I did. I trunk, yeah. I trunk down to good old CityLink in Coventry. Remember CityLink? Yeah. I could see why they went out of business. Put it that way, they were that inefficient. They were, uh, <laughs> but that's a story for another time. Uh, we had an MP4, and boy, did it get a lot of attention in that hub. We had like loads of people climbing in the cab, looking all about it. It was like something from. It really was something from the future, and it's been brought born out yes. now by the fact that the truck still looks so fresh today. Yeah. But yeah, they were, they were Mercedes were way out in front on fuel for a long time. I don't think the trucks I think it was expensive of, of performance as well. The 450, 480, even the 510s didn't pull particularly well, but people the big fleets mm. were raving. Well, even like Rob, he's an owner driver. People were raving about the fuel economy for so long. But now mm-hmm. everybody's really tightened things up in terms mm-hmm. of efficiency. And I'd spoken, I'd interviewed Scott Pollock a while back, I'd maybe mentioned a while before, and Pollock run 300 trucks, they're a major operator, and he said on average yeah. all, all trucks do the same MPG across the board. Once you, once you average everything out, once you take into the good drivers, the bad drivers, average drivers, they all do the same miles to the gallon pretty much. And everybody mm-hmm. is, everybody's standardising on 500 ish horsepower the biggest cab you know it's unusual it's unusual to see um even fleet trucks with mid 450 engines unless they're really payload critical Mm -hmm. um you know you might yeah like a a 450 daft cf on a powder tanker for turners you know they're you can usually they can't be a lot of fun to drive I would say the little 11 11 litre on eco mode but most stuff is 500 horsepower these days and zips along like you Mm -hmm. wouldn't believe Bob Beach this week um, who does a lot of writing for truck and driver and commercial motor he's been out he's got the the FH 16750 from Volvo this week and he said Mm -hmm. initially it seems disappointing but then you remember you're loaded at 44 tonnes and the thing's going like a 450 wood with an empty trailer on it. So they've got it until early, yeah. jan- early January. But I've also got a confession to make that my driver CPC mm-hmm. has expired yesterday. Oh, no. Does, any, does anybody know <laughs> if there is a CPC extension in place? Uh, no. <laughs> do you think, do you, do you, don't come on the Truck and Driver podcast if you want up-to-date information. I'm just going to Google this on my phone. Because of our, because of our shortened deadline on the magazine, um, I had to cancel my yep. ADR with, with the RHA this week. Um, I had no choice. Right. Um, and it's now been moved on to January the 11th, which means that technically 
Um, I'm no longer qualified uh, to dr- to drive a truck. I think um, for hire or reward. Dri- new extension arrangements. Yeah, for hire or reward. Yeah. Uh, if your driver renewal falls between the first of February twenty twenty and the thirty first of August twenty twenty, you have an additional. Th- no, I don't have an extension in place. I don't think. Oh dear. Oh well. No. It's probably just as well that I can't drive. Oh, well. I'm needing a, I'm needing a rest anyway. You know, it's time to yeah exactly relax a, relax a bit. The next thing that I have got to drive is a Scania five forty S, um, which mm-hmm. I need to drive for Alan Davy AD Transport. We've got them featured in the next issue, which is going to be my first drive of the five forty. I don't know anybody yeah. who's actually got one yet. We photographed a feature on Ellie Jones, which is in the issue after next. They've got an R540, uh, but I don't know yeah. anybody who's got one. The Volvo 540 right. engine's obviously very popular. Loads of people are mm-hmm. speaking that in eight-wheelers. Do you know anybody yeah. who's got a 540 Scania yet? Nope, not off the top of my head. Yeah, great. I can't think of anyone. But then, uh, more often than not, around here, a lot of people don't tend to buy too many newer ones i mean you've got the, the larger fleets down felix though but other than that a lot of the stuff around my way it's more second hand and sort of slightly older stuff where, uh, where in the country snowy. are you just for people who might suffolk. be familiar i mean the, the beautiful county of suffolk in east anglia suffolk so only a couple of hours from london sadly yeah we've got one we've got we've got a truck uh w carters are they are they are they suffolk or Norfolk? yes Oh yes, that's our that's that's Bob Carter's family. Bob Carter's, yeah, that's uh, Bob Carter's. Yes, we've got the feature in Deben De- Isla in the current issue. The Deben Isla. Yes, the well, Scania, I know the truck very well. Scania R five hundreds in the current issue, which was restored, and obviously, you know the Carter family. That's so. That's people who you're very close to, because you wrote an yep. entire book on the subject. On on Bob Carter, yes. On Bob Carter, yes, yep. and his he business. Yeah. Do you want to tell, you want yep, to tell the us the black sheep of the family? You might be able to tell us a bit about it. Is it still available for sale? Because this podcast is going to go out before it, Christmas. You might get a few it's, sales out of this. It certainly is. If <laughs> yeah, if people would like to buy a copy, it's still available. It's now in sort of a large paperback format rather than the original hardback. Uh, but crammed with over three hundred photographs from early on in the what fifties, I think, for Bob's military career out Christmas Island. Through the seventies to the Middle East, trucking uh, into the into his later years. Yes, yeah, so various. Tell us a little bit about Bob Carter, because he's one of the legends so, of ho- the British haulage industry. Yeah, so Bob Bob is the oldest, or was the oldest of uh, three sons to Leslie Carter, the founder of W Carter Haulage of Suffolk. Um, he he joined the military uh, because rather than get conscripted in and then not have a choice, he decided to go in of his own accord and become a mechanic. And volunteered for anything possibly going. Ended up at Christmas Island with the atomic tests. Mm. He came back, worked for the family company. Yeah, but had a big fallout, and then managed to find a job with Sea Wheels, who are a rather large container company. Worked his way up to almost sort of head honcho at Sea Wheels. Uh, then he left and started Trans UK uh, in 1970, just doing UK work initially. But then he was asked to do a, Euro- a European trip and then a Middle East trip. So he decided if he's going to do it, he's going to do it properly. And on the very first trip, he accompanied them in his own car, in his Humber Scepter. He went all the way down to Iran <laughs> and back. 
God, I'd love to um, do that. That would be that would be great. Yeah. That's like running blocker. That's like doing Smokey and the Bandit before it was ever ever, ever thought of. You know, it's yeah, block for the truck. Absolutely. <laughs> and the thing is, you would have thought the PR at the time uh, for the Roots Group, he got back with this really well documented trip. You know, all the way out there and back. And he said to the Roots Group, "Do you want to use this for any sort of promotional work?" And they could not be less interested. Oh, typical British, fantastic uh, brochure or something. They could have British manufacturing yeah. at the time. Yeah. It goes back to the story of who was the chap that did. Um, I'm trying to look over my shoulder. The long haul pioneers. <laughs> um, Ashley Coghill. Ashley Coghill wrote that. Yes. Who? Yeah, Astrans. The beginning yeah. of that, they used uh, the the chap wrote away to every British manufacturer. And said, I need a truck to run to the Middle East yeah. and back. And not one of them Bob, wrote Bob back. Paul. And Scania Weber wrote back and said, just take one of ours. I'll do it just as it is. Yeah. Ah, I have it here. It is a meaty book, this. Mighty tome, that is. It is indeed. Now, where is it? Right. There's an no. Arctic. Okay. So there's a picture here of a guy, Arctic, in Corby High Street, after collecting the trailer from Yorks in April 1964. But I don't think that guy, Arctic, was the first one they used. Or was it? I thought they had a rigid that they took out there. I've got a feeling they got the rigid afterwards as their own vehicle. We should, we should like, deep dive some of this stuff at one point and go and, go and do some actual research instead of, like, talking randomly about it like this. Yep, the, the, yeah. there is uh, Asian transport. That looks like a wagon and drag. And it's jumping here. Yeah. I'll just but text Ashley. See if I can get see, see which is quicker. You find it or him replying. <laughs> and it, it's an AEC. That was a wagon and drag. I think that's the first truck that they took out there was an AEC. Yeah. Yep. The first truck that they took. Well, to go back, the first truck they took out there was an AEC. And then no. they didn't. I'm wrong. According to Ashley Coggill, Guy Invincible. A Guy Invincible. He just same. replied, said, yep. A day cab, Guy, guy Invincible. Well, yep. they must have gone for the one after that. <laughs> right, a Guy Invincible. But the thing was, um, who was your, your man Bob Carter drove his Humber Sceptre all the way out to... Sceptre, yep. All the way yep. out to, to Iran. Iran. And the Roots group didn't want to do yeah, any... Yeah, he went to Iran. Yeah. Yep. They didn't want to do any publicity on it. Any sort of PR. Yep. And then Bob Paul no. went and wanted to buy a truck to do a Middle East run, wrote to all the British manufacturers, and not one of them came back and said, we've got a truck that would do the job. And Scania wrote back and said, just take one off the shelf, it'll work fine. And it just shows you that's yep. just the, the attitude and the state of, like... The state of Brits, but yeah, returning. So, um, Bob Carter drove all the way out there in the early days, and your book charts the story of his of whole career and company. Yep, his life and, and uh, the trip that that main first trip and beyond, uh, and what else they did because they 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 used to run quite regular to Afghanistan and Pakistan as well, which is you know there was really wasn't that many going out to there at the time, so that's that's sort of fairly unique as well and Bob was a hell of a photographer and so it's a lot of his they're not all old grainy photographs you know which your sort of average driver takes as such because he could afford a slightly better camera being in a slightly better position sort of thing yeah it wasn't so easy back in the day to take photographs and I have unfortunately in trucking driver I have turned down um, a couple of stories like from the days of old and things which would be suited to podcasting actually if things get back to normal where I've said, do you have any yeah. pictures of this? 
And it's like, no, we don't have any pictures. And I'm like, well, I need something to kind of accompany the story. Yeah. yeah. What, what's, your, what's your book called, Matt? It's called You Call We Hall, The Life and Times of Bob Carter. And where can you buy it from? I would suggest buying it directly from the publishers. So if you search for Old Pond Publishing, it sh- it will appear on, on their website, although Old Pond have been bought by a company called Fox Chapel. But if you help support the publisher direct rather than using your rather large multinational tax dodging uh, websites. Yeah, um, not naming any in particular. Support your local... Uh. Not naming any in particular who I don't particularly like. <laughs> yeah, well... Um, it, I... But it, it, help, it helps support the publishers by going direct. <laughs> so... Christmas present recommendation if you've got somebody in your life that likes trucks at all or maybe you you call We Hall story of a Middle East legend written by our very own Matt Ireland sitting there how's that for a plug mm-hmm. I feel like I should Lovely. write a book Love it. what we should actually do on an episode maybe is go into a deep dive and actually go through the career because you could probably talk at great length and in great depth about the adventures of Mr. Carter and, and everything that he got up to over the years. Mm-hmm. Should you should you feel that way inclined? Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. I've got some good news for yeah. you as well. Remember about yeah. a year ago, you sent me a feature um, on H.C. Wilson's Scania 141? Yes. Uh, and I can't remember what I said about it, whether I couldn't find the photos or there was a problem with it. But I have found the photos and I have found the copy. Excellent. So I've got that booked into our March issue. So you've got that to look, look out for. Now, and there was that... Lovely. I'll look forward to that. Yep. H.C. Wilson. Well, you, you'll know more about the company than me. I actually had a story about them this week, um, which came in over a very bad call on a phone line, that there was a fire at their premises. Did you hear about this? Oh, I've not heard nothing about that. There was a well, no. there was a fire at the premises, and a couple of the drivers ran into the burning premises and rescued their one four one and one four three before the place um, other things got burnt to the ground. Oh, not not heard anything about that. I but I I know a man who will know who works there, so I should try and find out. Try and find uh, out because that is an act of great heroism, and we say congratulations yes. to those men. Do you reckon you could find out now? I can, yeah. I see if you can find out because right I got a really bad phone call and a bad line from Nick Garlic. And he'd said, oh, These guys went and saved these trucks. Well, I'll phone you back. And they didn't phone me back, but I was really busy on deadline and I forgot about it until um, yeah. I went and actually coincidentally found the H.C. Wilson photos and ended up speaking to you. Right. Yes, the workshop caught fire. Okay. Crikey. Well, that's uh, presumably welding or something like that then. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what fire. happened. It yeah. could, have, could have been anything, I suppose. Because from, from from memory, the lay of the land, they've got like a shed on the end, which is where the one four three and the one four one stay nice and undercover, and that's sort of attached to the end of the workshop. So uh, I've I've just sent off another text and see if we can find something else. But they are they are a great company, Wilson's. Very um, very good to work for. Very professional. Um, very friendly and uh, approachable people. So I've done done a whole two days for them. Uh, <laughs> you, you <laughs> that was really good. When did you do those two days? <laughs> February, March time. Well, that was this year. I uh, can't remember exactly when. Yeah, this year. Yep. Yep, they needed needed a couple of days cover and I didn't have anything booked. So um, I just took in total four loads of JCBs down to Tilbury Docks for export. 
But old JCBs, so, old JCBs are new ones. No, bra- brand, brand new, ones. brand new, brand new. Yeah. Great British manufacturing yeah. story, JCB. I do wonder because obviously they still run ERFs on their own fleet. Uh, yes, they do. Demonstration yeah. fleet, and I think I wonder back in the day with, with hindsight. If JCB don't regret stepping in to buy ERF back in the day, because then in theory we could have, even if ERF's name hadn't survived, you can, we could maybe have a JCB trucks on the road and they could have expanded mm-hmm. um, beyond beyond yeah. excavation and plant machinery. That's always something. Well, it's not always something I think about because I'm a bit odd. Something that I, uh, <laughs> I something I sometimes it's not give, being odd. Yeah, some something I sometimes give consideration to. As mm. could JCB with hindsight have saved ERF? That would have been a that would have been a good thing. Mm, would have been different, wouldn't it? Um, I think they've they've got quite an old. What did I see? Was it a Mercedes? Uh, very early Actros. I believe that's in Brit- their demonstration fleet. I think that's Brit European that subcontracted them. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it's, un- I mean, it's unusual to see anything before an MP4 Actros now. Um, yes. Because the, the Actros is only last for five years, and then they're exported to Asia and Africa because they love them so much over there, and that's why no, there's hardly any old yeah. Mercedes. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, although, yeah, I I do know of one. What was it? Fifty-one plate actress still working daily, right? Chap called Graham Clark from Ely, who does pulls containers, and he's still got a. Is it two? Has it done two or three million kilometers? Good grief! Really? Yep, I have written a a piece on it, but this was done just before the the first lockdown. So um, I wonder if uh, still... no, sort of, I wonder if Mercedes would be interested in that Graham Clark of Ely. And I just wonder, because Mercedes do a lot of stuff with Roadstars. Have you ever written for Roadstars? No. No. Uh, no Merce- Mercedes have got loads of stories um, that they publish all the time for Roadstars. I'll see if I can maybe um, hook you up on that. And then um, yeah, they, yeah, can photo- they can photograph it and then I'll nick the words and pictures and use it in Truck and Driver. Free feature for me. Fair it's enough. A, it's a win-win. <laughs> you get so- some work off Roadstars yeah. and it's a win for everybody. Hey. <laughs> Absolutely. That that saved me having to go to Ely to photograph it. No, I think they'd be, they, they would be all over that with that sort of mileage and that age. That's just um, that's that's we do like doing that occasionally. We had a truck with a Scania with a couple of million kilometres on it and a Volvo, very high mileage in the magazine both in the last year. Yeah, which is I'll tell you what I did see pop up the other day. There's a there's an old boy. Let's just have a very quick look at it. This is a. Two, uh, sorry, it's a 2000, 2000 model. Yes. Right. So, yeah, it would be a 51 plate originally, wouldn't it? Yeah. 2000 model. And, yeah, it's got, got over 2 million Ks on the clock. So, not bad. I'm but sure. I did see, yeah, yeah. Um, there's an old boy. He's now 81, I think, and now retiring. And he's got, what is it? I think it might be a B Reg Volvo F12. Right. 4 million on it that's it's now going to sell. Who's that? I did. I think I may have seen pictures of that. Um, so it's a light, it's week. a light blue one. Yeah, can't think of his name, but yeah, he's from Southampton Way. Right. Could probably find out fairly easily, but yeah, he's. That's not a good story. I don't re- love stories like that. I'm always looking. Though truck and driver is running ten full stories at least in each issue, which believe me is not yeah. easy to do during coronavirus. Not gonna imagine. And, and things. <laughs> it's been it's been a huge effort over the year and. I can't. It was. It just keeps. It keeps getting better for us. We're, we're still selling the same amount of magazines now, 
at the start of the year, um, at the end of the year as well, at the start of the year, which is just amazing. It's bucking trends and it's thanks to you, our uh, readers who've supported us, because I know it's not always easy to get the magazine. It is going up in price, I'm afraid, mm. for the January issue. But yeah. the good news is it's going up a grand total of six right. pence. We've put it up the the, the oh, minimum amount we possibly could, but we're now finally over four pounds. We're four pounds and five pence, which um, I think is pretty phenomenal value for money considering the amount of stuff that we manage to cram in there every month, even though I do say so myself. <laughs> so Wilson's managed, Wilson's managed to put the fire out before the fire service arrived uh, and got the trucks out. It took 15 fire extinguishers. And my good friend James ended up in hospital for the night with smoke inhalation. Good grief. So there's four or five of them that, that ran in and sort of managed to put the fire out. Oh, get well, he St. James. He has oh. literally risked his life um, to put a fire out and to save a couple of vintage trucks. So, you know, very fair play to him, you know, but please be careful out there. Yeah, well done, well <laughs> done, James, for your act of heroism. None of us, not one of us would have hesitated to do the same thing. If my food and alpha... Mm-hmm. that I don't technically own anymore was about to go up in flames I would <laughs> run in but also like you say disclaimer uh, please be safe no well done that's that's, that's yeah, because good that. um, eight, uh, your HC Wilson features yeah. booked in for the March issue I'm delighted to be able to tell you and thankfully the truck is still about then to uh, for people to see in the future yeah it would be terrible right now, actions. it would be terrible writing an obituary <laughs> on it you know that it no longer existed yeah <laughs> So that's you finished up driving until when? Are you having a bit of time off? Or is the phone going to ring? I am. I'm done. Well, hopefully not. Um, I've not actually told anybody I'm having this time off. So um, <laughs> perhaps if they listen to the same, they might, oh, can you just? But uh, I mean, unless the world's going to stop spinning on its axis, um, I'm kind of going to uh, stick don't, to having don't, this. Don't say things like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no, the the plan is I'm I'm finishing, you know, I've, I'm done for the year now, and I'm going to start again in January for a new customer, and it should be doing European work Ooh. again. Yes, and it will be driving something somewhat different. <laughs> what, like a train? I don't know if I I no, I, I not as bad as that. Um, I don't know if I dare say it on a on a trucking podcast. <laughs> well, you're driving a coach. No, no, no! I'm not. I'm not. That it is bad. a lorry. Let's just classify here. <laughs> it's it's not a truck. It's not a truck, but you're driving to Europe, and it's not no. a train. Where else can you drive? Can you fly? Can you drive a submarine? Thinks. Think. Mm, Hovercraft. No. Would you pilot a submarine? Would you no, pilot a submarine? Cool that. Uh, just think smaller. Think smaller. A dinghy. You're bringing smaller. in illegals. Oh, Matt. <laughs> yes. For shame. Yes. A shuttle service. A shuttle service. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to wave these big cues at Dover. Uh, Okay, now now you've got me. I think I've been through planes, trains, and automobiles, which is a great festival. No, it's an automobile. It's an automobile. Are you you a Mercedes Sprinter with a little box over the over the over the top of the cab? It's it's actually going to be slightly smaller than the Sprinter. I believe it's going to be a Vito. Okay, and what are you doing? I'm going to be moving live animals. Live animals, more like people's pets. All right. Mostly dogs. Yep, mostly dogs. The odd cat. Uh, but also commercial ones as well. Possibly like police force dogs, NATO dogs, things like that. Mink. So, 
Maybe, maybe. Mm. If, if you Bloody require a, a, one a, a, for your holiday, if you've <laughs> if you've got a holiday home somewhere and you've decided to fly okay, your so mink out, this, on is, sure this, is really, this is really interesting. So you're you're moving um, people's pets for them because they're moving house or going on holiday or what? Or bit, you, bit of everything, bit of you're, you're either or. You're, you're just going into this and it's just going to be like. See what happens. Kind of, you must yeah. Have to get a bit of tra- well, you must have to get a bit of training on that. And I take it the veto must be, there must be an element of, you know, you need to get where you're going with it being a veto. You won't be like hanging about in that. That that, and also the fact that you don't need a very large truck to, to move a chihuahua, essentially. No. Um, I mean, up until a couple of years ago, I didn't realise there was a market for such a thing, but that is that's what this chap... Um, does and it does very well and has done for quite a while and he, he approached me a couple of years ago we've talked on and off for quite a while about this and it's just sort of everything seems to have uh, turned into giving it a go for January and February well um, because I'm going to do my actual CPC start of March so your operator CPC um, my operator CPC yeah, yeah I was I, I had been approached by somebody to be a be a transport manager um, and again this is something I've been talking about doing for years and years, I've got no interest at all in having my own truck and anything like that. But you never know what's around a corner, as the world useful, has, has shown this year. It's a useful thing to have. I've and, got uh, it. I got it. could it. be something um, useful for the future. They don't just hand yeah. it out either. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's really random. The last <laughs> yeah. time there was a va- the last time there was a van and truck and driver um, was. We'd done a feature on a guy. It was before I'd started, and it was it was it was, it was around about the time when there were like quite a lot of features on salad and and things, and not so much on uh, trucks. But there was a feature on a guy driving a yeah. Mercedes Sprinter. Do you think we should have a team trucking driver update of Matt, like you know, trying to drive a, a Mercedes Vito with like a cat climbing on his head and a Chihuahua biting his <laughs> hand and stuff? You know, a doctor, or, doctor, or am I going to be ousted? <laughs> Or am I going to be ousted and chased out of Colesworth truck stop because I'm not in a truck anymore? <laughs> well, that, well, that, well, you shouldn't need... Has it got a bed in it? Because I would guess you would have to get where you were going and then maybe get hotels or things. How does, it, how so, does that side of it work? Should we have a team trucking get... driver update on Matt and his veto when he does this? I think we probably, I think we probably should. I'm that curious. Yeah. I'm that curious about yeah, and, what, the, what this is all about. And it's not... Just the ones. And it's not all the... <laughs> Well, it's not all year round as well because I'm planning on on being back in trucks again at some point. But so, but I'm just gonna give this a go and yeah, yeah, dip dip my toe back in the European and and he goes to some interesting places because he'll he'll go where a lot of trucks don't go anymore. Yeah, there's no no stress either. You don't have to worry about driving down the road. You drive down a country lane or a single track road or anything. You're not going to get stuck in that. You know it's. Yep, I ain't got to worry about going a minute over me taco time or trying to find parking in Germany at six o'clock in the evening. No, well, Diesel being stolen, curtains being cut, all these. That's sort the of thing. Things. You can yeah. just drive twenty four hours a day if you want. <laughs> I could do if I was that keen, but I'm not. <laughs> no, sounds sounds sounds, yeah. sounds interesting. We'll be curious to find out how that will that works out. No, yeah. it'll be good to get a break. I, I think. The thing is, with this time of year, a lot of hauliers, a lot of guys who are listening to this, will be flat out. This is the busiest time of year, and especially with mm-hmm. it, with it, with the amount of online stuff, the night trunking, the volumes. Because I took that um, Iveco Australis back down the road on Friday night to Reading, mm-hmm. and the the traffic was they they put us in a rolling roadblock at Junction Sixteen on the M Six. 
Uh, not 19 yeah. on the M6 because there'd be an accident at 12 and 13 and the road was further down. And just as soon as they slowed the traffic up, the volume of vehicles was unbelievable. Hundreds mm-hmm. and hundreds of trucks. And um, I decided yeah. to cut off. I decided I wasn't going to risk the accident. Even though the sat-nav disagreed, I came off, went round the A50, down the A38, and onto the M40 that way. And there'd been a downtown yeah. lorry in the opposite direction. It had been into the field, come back out and rolled over. But there, there was just so many trucks in the road. And the freight volumes yeah. are unbelievable. And this is at the most can, can be the most stressful time for drivers. Yes. And just to finish off the mm-hmm. podcast again, I'd like to um, mention, I, I went to... Um, I've, I'd mentioned in the podcast about men's mental health and a thing called Andy's Man Club, which is a thing set yeah. up to get men to talk about their mental health. And they run, they run um, meetings every Monday at 7 o'clock, which is obviously difficult for lorry drivers to get to in a lot of cases unless you're on day shift. Yeah. But if anything's come out of 2020, it's the magic of the Zoom meeting or the Teams meeting. So they have these meetings yes. all the time and it's just guys talking about what's going on in their life, what's difficult, what's good, anything you want to get off your chest. And I've been for the last couple of weeks in Edinburgh and I thought, you know, listen, my problems of, you know, paling in significance with what a lot of people are going through, you know. Um, everybody's had it tough this year yeah. one, way, one way or another. But I thought this is something mm-hmm. that needs... Um, it needs addressing and it needs supporting. People need to know that there's help out there. So if you're listening to this, oh, without th- a doubt. if you're listening to this and thinking, "Oh my God," you know everyone's getting on top of me. Um, have a look at have a look at um, Andy's Man Club and have a look at something else called Cam, which is Campaign Against Living Miserably. It's aimed. It's got a bit of a focus on drivers as well. And of course, there's the break. I'd like to give a mention to the Breaker Breaker Facebook page, who are going to be doing a lot of great stuff next year. Just to finish off, mm-hmm. have a look at those things because you're not alone and there are always people there out to no. help you. And hopefully listening to the, uh, yep. the Truck Don't and Driver so podcast is, yeah, in some way mm-hmm. of assistance throughout your working week. You know, I know that Ash certainly yeah. can't do without it. He was texting me today saying, this is going to be a Truck and Driver podcast yeah. this week. And I'm like, yeah, well, he actually suggested, he said, he said <laughs> Matt's off this week, you know. And I'm like, yeah, no, I've already texted him, actually. <laughs> oh, so it's Ash's fault. <laughs> well, I'd actually preemptively texted you anyway because I thought I need to, I need to yeah. get you back on anyway. So no, that's that's good that you're finished up and have a good yeah. break. I'm intending to have uh, a decent break as well. It's probably a blessing in disguise that I am not um, not out driving because I need just to rest and refresh after what's been a busy and challenging year. I know a lot of you yeah. guys are out there on the road and you'll be Absolutely. running right up to you'll be running right up to Christmas Eve and it's not going to stop, but I hope you can get a good break in about that time. So it's been an absolute pleasure, Matt. Um, I've got your H.C. Wilson feature booked in for March and I think in the podcast we'll definitely try and do a deep dive of your book about the Carters and... Also, maybe take a look into books like the Long Haul Pioneers as well, and talk about the um, yeah, fantastic the um, the Astran guys, the, the Middle East heroes and things. That would be a good thing to do. But before uh, b- because coronavirus lockdowns, people getting out and about is going to drag on for quite a while into the year. And to have a look and explore yeah. the histories of these things, I think would be would be quite a good thing to do in January and February when not a lot is happening, and we'll have a lot of guys Absolutely. guys out on the road. I think that'd be a good thing. Thank yep. you very much for your time yeah, coming sounds on. Sounds good.
I shall catch up with you. Well, thank again. you, Dougie, and uh, yeah, and uh, happy Christmas and a happy New Year to one and all, and stay safe. Catch you later. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk, where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.